Today we have a special day today. It was actually yesterday. But Ephraim, come on down. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Our spaceman. It was our spaceman's birthday yesterday. Huh? How old are you now? Fourteen. Fourteen. Wow. You are getting old, and you're almost as tall as I am. Almost. Almost. Oh, he's standing on his tippy toes. But anyways, ready? Everybody going to sing happy birthday to Ephraim. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ephraim. Happy birthday to you. Now, I can speak. <laughs> Happy birthday. Amen. All right. 14 years old. Here, we're going to anoint him 14 times. <laughs> Come here, Effie. We're going to anoint you with oil for your birthday. So thank you, Jesus. We pray, Father God, that you would watch over Ephraim, that you would be with Ephraim, that you would bless Ephraim, that you would prosper him, and that he would be in good health. And we just pray this, blessings and blessings and blessings over him this year in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, Lord. All right, Grace, it's time for you to come on down. It's not Grace's birthday, but it's time to take up an offering. Amen? Amen. So, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here in this church. We pray that you would bless your people, that you would bless our hearts, that you would bless this place, that you would fill this place and fill our hearts with your presence and with your Holy Spirit. And we just pray this. And we give you all the praise and honor for what you're doing in our finances. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, I'm not going to keep you too long today. But the title of my sermon is Keep Your Eyes on Jesus. And some of my scriptures that I have, Joe, are 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. I'll give you that one. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5. Galatians chapter 5, 22 through. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. You writing them down, Jules? Galatians 5.22, Philippians 3.13, and the last one, I believe, is going to be Psalm 16.1 through 11. It's pretty much all of Psalm 16. And the title of the sermon is, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize. Keep Your Eyes on the Prize. Do you know, when I was a kid and I ran track, like Ephraim, Ephraim was running track. What do they tell you to do when they run? Keep your eyes on the finish line. Run straight ahead, right? Yeah. When they teach you. That's what they teach you when you're running. 
when you're running track. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the finish line. Run straight ahead. Keep your eyes on the prize. So important today. So important today. With all of the worldly distractions all around us and everything going on, we have to keep our eyes on the prize. And that prize is Jesus. Amen? Eyes on the prize. There's no doubt that I believe that we are in the end times. We are seeing and hearing of all of this chaos all around us. And we're seeing an increase in godliness in this world. You know, my wife showed me a picture of a... What was that? In South Dakota where the, where the derecho came through and then it turned everything like a lime green? And they're trying to explain it? Crazy. Craziness. I heard that they were talking about a plague of locusts in the United States. I've always thought they were overseas in Africa. But they're calling it like a 56-year... These locusts have been dormant for 56 years and they've hatched. That's craziness too. But Paul tells us in Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5, he says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. And then Paul goes ahead and tells us what it's going to be like. He tells Timothy how it's going to be. And he says, this is how you know that you're in the last days. So if you look up there on 2 Timothy 3, he said, People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Uh-oh, watch out, children. Don't be disobedient to your parents. Don't be ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with them. Boy, does that sound like the day that we're living in. Doesn't it? Paul, Paul tells Timothy, look it. This is how you know you're going to be in the last days. This is what it's going to look like. This is when you know you're there. So there's no doubt that I know that we're living in the last days. People are lovers of themselves, not lovers of the good. They're out of control, many of them. Boastful, proud. Lovers of money. What did they say? God said money is the root of all evil. <laughs> the love of money. Thank you. Is the root of all evil. Paul told Timothy the last days are going to be like this. And if you don't see these things going on, then your eyes aren't open. You're blinded. You've got to ask yourself, why are my eyes blinded? 
As believers in Christ Jesus, we don't live that way, do we? No. What's that? We're not supposed to live that way, are we? As believers in Christ, we're not supposed to be conceited, lovers of money, lovers of self, unforgiving. I'm probably guilty of most of those things up there at many different times in my life. I'm just being honest with you. I need God's grace just as much as anyone out there, if not more. My wife is like going more, great more, like a lot more. I need a lot more. Wide and tall or whatever. Yeah. But we don't live that way as believers in Christ. We're not supposed to be living that way. We live by the fruits of the Spirit, right? In Galatians 5, chapter 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Do you know the joy of the Lord is our strength? If you don't have joy, then you're not strong. You've got to wonder why. Why don't I have joy? We should all have joy because of what Jesus did for us. We should all have joy because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We should all have joy because Jesus made a way. Always. Always. Because we're not living in this world anymore. We're not part of this world. We're living, for our, we're living to finish the race. We're keeping our eyes on the prize. The end goal. Right? They call it the end. What's that? In end game? Wasn't that an Avengers movie? The end game or something like that? We have the end in, in mind. We're living, with, we're living thinking about the end instead of thinking about right now and what's going on and what's going on to my left or what's going on to my right. We're keeping our eyes on the prize. We need to be living this way. We need to be, we need to be um, examples of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness. You can keep going, Joe. Next one. Self-control. It says... Against things there is no law. Skipping, skipping on me. 22, 23, there you go. Gentleness and self-control against such things, there is no law. I had the scriptures right. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that funny? I had the scriptures right, I know the scripture, but because I didn't have it written up there on the board, I didn't have my word open to it, I start doubting myself. And who brings in doubt but the devil? Amen? Doubt comes from the devil, not of God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. 
Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Right? That's scripture right there. We don't live by the flesh. We don't live by our fleshly desires. We have to crucify the flesh, and I'm going to tell you that's a daily task. It's a daily task to crucify the flesh. Let us keep our eyes on the end goal. Let's do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. See, we are living in a crooked and depraved generation. We are. It is a crooked and depraved generation full of lusts, passions, desires of the flesh, full of the sinful nature. God says, don't live like that. You are in a crooked and depraved generation. This world is in sin. This world is, is full of sin. And we're living in it. But we don't have to take part of it or be part of it. We need to shine like stars in the universe. Right? Did you guys get your telescope out? I, did you get that thing working for the telescope last night? And you see how you point that thing at the moon or stars? And you can see the shining light reflect and fill that telescope so you can see clarity? Yeah, that's how we need to shine like stars. You know, everything outside can be pitch dark, but you see a little bitty star out there in the middle of that darkness, and you can see that light shining. That's how we need to shine like that in this world, because this world is full of darkness, but because of who is inside of you, because of Jesus who is inside of you, that even that little bitty flickering flame of hope that you have will shine so brightly in the darkness. That's how we need to live. Like shining stars in the universe. That's scripture also. We must press in. Paul said this, forget what is behind. How many, how many people always bring up things that are behind? Things that you've done, things in the past. Paul says, forget it. Forget what is behind you. Don't live in your past any longer. Don't live there. Forget what is behind and strain toward what is ahead. Right? That means, he says, press on. Press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called you, called us, heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul here is describing a pressing, a pushing. There is going to be a force against you that is going to press against you, that is going to push against you. That's going to try to keep you from that goal. Keep you from that finish line. And that's the devil. That's his demon horde trying to press against you. Trying to push against you. 
Paul says you have to press in. You have to push back. Ephraim, come here. Come here. Come on up. Now, don't hurt me because you're 14 years old now and you've gotten bigger. So push against me. Push, 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 push. Hard. There you go. See? Oh, and you, but you got to press in. He was pushing me. You got to press in. You got to press in, right? You got to press, press, press in toward the goal, right? And they teach you that in football, that you got to press into your man and get around him to get to, get to the ball, right? Amen. Good job. So you got to press in, and that's how the devil is. He's pushing against you. He's pressing, but you got to press back. It's not going to be easy, Paul said. You got to press in. It's going to be work. We have to keep our eyes on the end. Keep our focus on Christ, on heavenward, which is our ultimate goal. That is our ultimate goal as Christians. There's going to be pressure on all sides, all around us. There's going to be struggles. It's going to take work. It's not always going to be easy. You know, last night, Julie and I were sitting on the porch. And, uh, oh, I don't know, I can't remember what I said. I said, but if it doesn't come easy to me, then I don't want to know part of it. And we were, we were talking about artwork. We are talking about drawing and stuff. And how she was talking about how the girls are gifted artists. Well, to me, I have to work at it. To me, I don't have that natural, like it was, that natural ability in art. Now, the girls do, and they got that from Julie, for sure. How they can draw a horse in minutes, and how it looks like a horse, is amazing to me. If it was me trying to draw a horse, I'd have all kinds of pencil marks on that piece of paper and eraser marks. I'd erase that thing about 15 times. The ears, the nose, I'd have that thing all marked up in order to get it so I thought it looked like a horse or looked right. But these girls can draw these horses and things like that in no time, and they look just like a horse. Julie can do the same thing. It comes natural. To me, I have to work at it. And that is how we have to be in our Christian life sometimes. Most of the time, we have to work at it. We have to work at it. Every day, we got to work at it. Every day, we got to get up like John G. Lake say, God lives in that man. God lives in that woman. And we got to go out and we got to do our best. And it takes work. Because it's easy to fall into the world. It's easy to fall into the traps of the world. It's harder to follow Christ at times, especially when you're under peer pressure from your peers, especially from you teenagers. Now they're all teenagers out there. Some are older than teenagers now. They're beyond teens. Young adults. And you're going to have pressures in life. And you're going to have temptations. And you're going to have desires. And you've got to give them all over to God. 
And sometimes that's not easy. But you got to keep pressing in and keep pushing and keep pressing and keep doing your best every day for the kingdom of God and keeping your mind on the ultimate goal, which is the prize, which is heaven. That's what we got to do, and that's how we got to live. We all have to work on keeping our eyes on Jesus. What happened to Peter when he took his eyes off of Jesus when he was walking on the water? When he got out of the boat, down he went. Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed him. That's what will happen to us. We get our eyes off Jesus, down we'll go. And I'm telling you, it's a slippery slope. And once you get going down that slope, you get going faster and faster and farther. It's like a slip and slide full of dawn. You get on that plastic sheet and you can't stand. Next thing you know, you're on the butt. Next thing you know, you're down the bottom of the hill, eating dirt and grass. Right? It's true. That's what happens. That's what the devil wants. He wants you on that slippery slope where you can't get any footing. And he wants you down at the bottom where you'd be like Nebuchadnezzar eating grass. <laughs> and it's harder. It's harder to walk. You can't walk up that thing. You can't walk up a slip and slide with Dawn. Forget about it. Right? No. No, it's harder. It's harder to get back. That's why we got to keep focused. That's why we got to keep pressing in. Press into Jesus. Amen. I'm going to close with this scripture. Psalms 1, 6, or Psalm 16, 1 through 11. Keep me safe, O God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Do you hear that? Apart from God, there is no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made me, you have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. I have, even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me unto the grave. Nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen? Amen. God has made known to this world the path of life. And that path of life is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way until these eternal pleasures 
that King David is talking about except through Jesus. And we need to press into him. Keep our eyes on him. Always, always, always. Amen? So, Lord, we just thank you and we just praise you, Lord God, for today, for your blessings that are new every morning, for your joy. We pray, Lord God, that we would live and walk the fruits of the Spirit, that we would not be pulled down or we would not be pressed against so much by the devil that there is no way. But we would press back, Lord God, press back against him, pushing and pressing toward the goal that you've called us, which is heavenward, which is your kingdom, which is coming, Lord God, and it's coming soon. And I thank you and I just praise you for this day, Lord. I pray for your anointing and your blessing upon your people and upon your word and upon this service. Let it speak to our hearts, Lord God. And Lord, help us to live each day for you and forgive us for our failings. But Lord God, just like you did with Peter, you reached down your hand and you picked him up, Lord God. Lord, we're, we're, we are pressing into you and we are reaching out to you, Lord God. And I know that you will never fail us or forsake us. Your word is true and it's amen. And that just as you reached out your hand for Peter, you will reach out your hand for us. And I just pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And happy birthday, Effie, again. Amen.